بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وألحقنا بعبادك الصالحين أما بعد الحمد لله in tonight's recitation amongst the verses which were recited some verses related to the battle of Badr which was a battle that occurred on the 17th of the month of Ramadan. Inshallah, as we get closer to that date, perhaps we will discuss more of that particular battle. In this whole event, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs the mu'mineen and He says, إِذَا لَقِيتُمْ فِئَةً فَثْبُتُوا O people of Iman, when you come into contact with the enemy, then remain firm. وَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا And then also remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly. The remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not only something for one's personal practice in solitude, but that every occasion, even in before the matters of deen, after the matters of deen, any a'mal of deen, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of paramount importance. So at the time of jihad, before facing an enemy, Allah is saying, Wadkurullaha kathira. Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam and Sayyidina Harun alayhi salam they sent with a mission of da'wah to Fir'aun to invite him, this tyrant who claimed to be Allah himself. And Allah says to them, Ensure that you are firm and regular with my, my remembrance. So before da'wah also, the power behind da'wah is the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The strength behind the swords on the battle of Badr was not just the apparent uh, weapons which the Sahaba didn't have much of. Eight swords and two horses the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, their iman was based on this reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and constantly in the dhikr of Allah. The Sahabi comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he says, Ya Rasulullah, give me some action which I can adopt, atashabbathu bihi, and I can regularly practice upon it. There's many actions of deen, there are many that you can tell me, but tell me one. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La yazalu lisanuka ratban min dhikrillah. And sure that your tongue always remains moist with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why in the shama'il of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it is mentioned, كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يذكر الله على كل أحيانه. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would make the dhikr of Allah at every juncture in his life. So the dhikr of Allah doesn't only mean to say Allah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, but also to say the masnoon du'as at the various occasions. So when you're doing a particular activity, the sunnah dua before and after those activities, this also includes, also included in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is something which strengthens the relationship between a servant and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we're constantly remembering Allah, then that relationship is strengthened and it, it gives a person the quality of ikhlas and sincerity which we find in the Sahaba radiallahu anhum in the Anbiya alayhim salam Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu once in the Khilafah of Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq he noticed after Fajr Salah Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu leaves the masjid but he's not going home so he, he says I know all the matters of this individual which he was competing with Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu used that as his milestone and his benchmark I need to aspire to become like Abu Bakr al-Siddiq so he, he sees Abu Bakr Siddiq going out on the outskirts of Medina and there's a house there and he enters the house 
and he stays there for some while and then he comes. And a few days he's noticing this. He knows all the affairs and activities of Sayyidina Abu Bakr but he was not sure of what is happening. So one day he goes himself to this particular house and he knocks on the door and there's an elderly lady who's bedridden and she's blind. And he says, oh my mother, what does this man come and do here? She says, well, my son, I do not know who this man is. He comes and he sweeps my house. He wipes everything clean. He cooks food for me. We're talking of the Amirul Mu'mineen, the one who is representing Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He cleans the house, he sees to my knees, and then he leaves. I don't know his name, I don't know who he is. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu realizes that this is the rank of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu And in fact, it is mentioned in the, this particular transmission that after Sayyidina Abu Bakr passed away, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu continued after Fajr to go to this lady to serve her. So the first day he went, he presented dates to her. So she said to him, did your brother pass away? So he said, yes, referring to Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu So he asked her, how did you know? She said, because he would remove the seeds from the dates and give me. You just gave me the dates. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, this was the level of the relationship with Allah. Constantly in the remembrance of Allah, constantly do, doing that in secret. This is why the ulama say, the quickest way to become the wali of Allah and the friend of Allah, the first is to have the correct aqidah and correct belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is the first correct belief in Allah and following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his teachings. Then staying away from that which is haram and doing whatever is obligatory and fard in one's life. So the fara'id, to stay away from haram, iman in Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then to have a secret amal between yourself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A secret which only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. A good amal I'm talking about. Not, uh, not, not a bad secret that we say, okay, only I know about this and it's hidden on another name on my phone so if my wife sees it, she thinks it's the name of my friend. No. It's a secret amal between myself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sayyidina Ali Zainul Abidin, rahimahullah, the son of Sayyidina Hussein, who is the son of Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha, the grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he passed away, they realized in Medina Munawwara that he was taking care of more than 400 homes with widows and orphans. Those people would just find some groceries at their door and they would find buckets of water as they required. And after his janazah, they realized this is stopping and it was his activity. And when they performed his ghusl, they saw the marks on his body of the rope that he was using to carry the loads and to carry the buckets of water to the houses of the people of Medina. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us and give us this type of ikhlas and sincerity where we have those a'mal, those secret a'mal, even if it be something small. There's nothing small by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts, and I always mention the story as it inspires me, and because of our limited time, perhaps I'll just conclude with that story of ikhlas. Again, I constantly mention it. One of the muhaddithin who uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed his father with lots of wealth. His father left for him a great fortune. But he spent his time in the acquisition of the knowledge of of deen and learning the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and teaching. So he was so busy with that that he wasn't paying attention to the business and everything eventually dwindled and he was left with nothing. Everything, he lost the whole business. He was left with his house and he went to one of his teachers 
And he said to his teacher, very perturbed, my wife and children are at home and we've got nothing left. It seems as if I'm going to have to sell this house of mine. So the, the ulama of the past and the pious servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they teach a person to make sabr and to turn your attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the teacher told him, be patient and have sabr. And then he gave him two pieces of bread. In between it was some gravy and honey. خُبْزَتَانْ بَيْنَهُمَا عَسَلٌ وَإِدَامٌ So he said, go and take this to your family, eat first, and then we'll talk afterwards about whether you should sell your house or not. So he takes the bread and he goes. On the way he finds a lady, a beggar, with her small child, and he sees the desperation in the eyes of the child. Now he needs it at home also, and he's himself in a state of desperation, but he thinks to himself, I can see how desperate they are. For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with ikhlas, let me give this to this mother, this lady and her child. And he goes along. And he goes along, he comes close to his house, he sees a caravan in his street, laden with goods. So he asks, are you looking for someone? They say, we're looking for such and such a person, which was him. So they tell him that they are actually the partners of his late father, who did business with him in Khurasan, and this was the prophet of all the business they had done with, the, with his father, and they brought the father's share now to Medina Munawara to give to his family. And he began to weep. He thought perhaps that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the reward for his amal swiftly in this world, rather than giving him the full reward in the akhirah. And this was something that the Sahaba radiallahu also used to fear. When they were blessed with a ni'mah, they would weep and say, it shouldn't be that we are receiving the reward for our a'mal in the dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell some people on the day of qiyamah, that you've received your reward in this world already. So he obviously he obliged and he took what was due to him and he goes to sleep that night. So he says, in my dream I see it was a day of qiyamah. It was a day of qiyamah. And I'm called for hisab. And in my heart I know I've got Umrah and Hajj and teaching Hadith and reciting Quran and doing the dhikr of Allah and da'wah to Allah, all the good deeds of, of deen. So very confidently he says, I stand up and the angel calls me and says, come forward, this is your a'mal. And the a'mal are stacked up in front and they're covered with a cloth. So the first amal was my ibadah. So he says, I opened the lid and the cover of my ibadah and my personal worship وَتَحْتَهَا شَهْوَةٌ خَفِيَّةٌ Beneath that, there was some hidden desire or something which was not for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was something which affected the purity and the, 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 the greatness of the amal when I committed. Maybe the, the, the salah wasn't performed 100% according to sunnah. Perhaps it didn't have the khushu' and devotion which was required. So because of that, the, the effect and the benefit I needed from that salah I was unable to achieve. Then they told me, okay, lift up the other one, that's your umrah. So I lifted up the umrah, there's some hidden shahwa and desire that perhaps somebody can say, okay, I went for my umrah or I went for this hajj, you know, uh, when I went for my 15th hajj in 2005. Some people speak like that, you know, the, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a, a very subtle, sometimes it's not even subtle hint of how many hajj they've made. So he says, تَحْتَهَا شَهْوَةٌ خَفِيَّةٌ He says, then my charity, everything had this. There was some discrepancy. And these a'mal were not strong enough for me to be confident that I will be entered into Jannah. 
So he says, Until I was, I was convinced that I'm, I'm, I'm ruined and I'm going to Jahannam. Then one of the angels said, no, no, this is the day of Qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not wrong anyone. We do have something that might benefit you. So he's thinking, Hajj, Umrah, which, which amal did I, did I taught hadith? And one angel comes and he says, Khubzatan baynahuma asalun wa idam. There's two slices of bread. In between it, there's gravy and honey. And that was accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sufficient for your forgiveness. Respected brothers, we do not know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept. And our hearts are in the control of Allah. If you allow me, there's one more incident I'll share with you. Imam Abdul Qadir al-Jilani, rahimahullah, one of the greatest and the pious servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of Islam, he was walking one day with his students and... Uh, uh, sometimes students fuss over their teachers. So they were walking somewhere and on the, on the sidewalk there was, there was a drunkard. And uh, he was in a bad state. So to avoid coming into contact with him, they quickly surrounded the teacher. And but Sheikh Abdul Qadir noticed what they did. And as they went past, the drunkard woke up. And sometimes people are in a, in a pretty full state. They're in a state of difficulty. And they want to come out, but they're stuck. Allah, we have to make dua for them. People who have difficulties, they've got bad habits. We need to make dua for them and not look down upon them. So he says, Ya Abdul Qadir. So he addresses Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jirani, who's a great scholar. Now nobody calls the teacher just by his name. So everybody turns around and he says, Allah Qadir am ghayru Qadir. So Abdul Qadir means the slave of Al Qadir, which is the attribute of Allah, the most powerful. So he says, does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have power or not? So this was, they were speaking in code language now. This person was in the state, but he was asking a particular question. So he says, does Allah have the power or not? So Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jilani rahmatullahi said, Qadir, Allah is Qadir. Then he, they walked a few steps and he said, Qadir am ghayru Qadir. Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Qadir? Or is he not Qadir? So Imam Abdul Qadir Jilani Rahmatullah smiled and he said, Qadir, Qadir. So there's some hidden message between these two. The third time he said, Allah Qadir, am ghayru Qadir. And Shaykh Abdul Qadir Jilani Rahmatullah began to weep. And he said, Qadir, Qadir, Qadir. So the students don't know what's happening. He says, Qadir, ghayru Qadir, what is, what is happening between these two? So the teacher tells them that this man, when he said the first time, is Allah Qadir, all-powerful or not? He's asking me, does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have the qudra to forgive me in the state or not? And I'm saying, yes, Allah is Qadir. He said, but the second time you smiled. So he said, the second time he asked me, does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have the qudra to make me like you? So he said, Qadir, Qadir, Allah has got the qudra to make, me, to make you like me, without any difficulty. Allah can give knowledge without the means of knowledge. And the third time, he asked, does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have the qudra to put me in your position and you in my position? So he said, Qadir, 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 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the qudra, and that is why, why he wept. So respected brothers, we do not have the right to judge anyone. 
Each person needs to see what my relationship is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This business that we say, you know, I've got to leave a big legacy. Legacy, leaving a legacy, if that was the case, then how come Allah mentioned about the Anbiya alayhim salam Minhum man qasasna alayku, minhum man lam naqsus alayk. There are some prophets whose names are not mentioned, we don't know their names. But Allah knows who they are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows who they are. They, they accomplished their mission. Their da'wah was established. Their mission was fulfilled and Allah has accepted them, but we don't know their names. So this constantly that we say, I'm going to leave behind a legacy, sometimes there's a subtle shahwatul khafiyah, there's a subtle desire of recognition even behind those statements. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me firstly and all of us tawfiq. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us firm on deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us death with husnul khatima, with the best of iman and grant us death on that day when we are engaged in the best of a'mal inshaAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not allow us to slip in the last moments of our lives. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Respected brothers, as we generally remind each and every one, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa has encouraged us to recite abundant shahada, the kalima shahada, as well as istighfar, asking for jannah and seeking protection from jahannam, which we will recite a few times. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, astaghfirullah. اللهم إني أسألك الجنة وأعوذ بك من النار أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أستغفر الله اللهم إني أسألك الجنة وأعوذ بك من النار أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أستغفر الله اللهم إني أسألك الجنة وأعوذ بك من النار Also a reminder that we renew our intentions for tomorrow's third fast of the month of Ramadan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us acceptance and also let us remember the people who are sick in our community many of our musallis some of our musallis went for procedures and some are sick for a while uh, generally in this masjid they don't mention names but I think we should be taking the names of our musallis and reminding one another to make du'as so Uncle Rashad Moten, Uncle Dana Garda his son Dr. Riaz and all those if there are any other names that we didn't mention inshallah we include them also may Allah grant them all shifa may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them afia inshallah and those in the Ummah who are in difficulty, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove the difficulties through the barakah of the month of Ramadan. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ya alim as-sirri minna la tahdika as-sitra anna wa'afina wa'afu anna wa kullana haythu kunna ya Allah. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma a'inna ala al-siyami wal-qiyami wa ghaddi al-basari wa hifzi al-lisan. Rabbana taqabbal minna salatana wa siyamana wa qiyamana wa ruku'ana wa sujudana wa tasbihana wa tahlilana wa tilawatana wa jami'a amalina. Allahumma taqabbal minna al-qaleel wa samihna bil-kathir wa la tu'akhidna bil-taqsir. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.